0: For you, the listeners of my JavaScript story, Loot Crate is offering an opportunity to save 10% on any new subscription at lootcrate.com. Just enter the promo code Bridge10 for 10% savings. Loot Crate is one of my favorite things. Every month I get a box in the mail, costs less than $20, and it comes with all kinds of goodies. I have stuff from just looking at my shelf, Batman, Spider-Man, Ninja Turtles, Back to the Future, Lord of the Rings... Star Wars and much much more. So if you're a geek, a gamer, anything like that and you want cool stuff to put around your office, cool t-shirts, comic books, etc, then definitely check out Loot Crate. To save 10% on your new subscription, go to lootcrate.com/ruby. Again, that's lootcrate.com/ruby to save 10% on any new subscription. Enter the promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. Hey everybody and welcome to kind of a dual episode we're doing my JavaScript story and my angular story with Tracy Lee Tracy do you want to say hi
1: hi how's it going everyone
0: now you do a lot of interesting stuff so do you want to talk really quick about uh this dot j s or what I can't even remember what all of it is.
1: Yeah. So this.media is is more of the stuff that's really public-facing within the community. And uh my goal is really to always just try to bring the JavaScript world together and everybody else. So how do we how do we unify JavaScript? And how do we create a place where everybody can just go and find the latest updates and you're not beyond frustrated, just like searching all the random blog posts that you don't know are up to date, et cetera, et cetera. So we have something called this.javascript. And that is a quarterly event in which we bring together all the framework authors and contributors. And they give specific updates on that. And then we do a lot of other really cool things. Like this year, we're doing a lot of contributor days. So we're doing Angular contributor days, one for Chrome, one for Vue, uh, one for React. And that's just going to be this really cool event where Uh, you know, a lot of these core team members have these goals for the community or they want more from the community and how do they have a platform that allows them to provide that? And that's kind of what we're doing with that. So you can check that out at contributordays.com.
0: Awesome. I'm also really quickly going to shout out, I I usually list the episodes that people were on and for some reason, I swear you were on Adventures in Angular, but I could not find that episode. So, um, I, I am going to point out you were on episode three, uh, 237, which was released in November of 2016, talking about Ember, Ember Angular, and React. Um, I think we were talking about CLIs. Yeah, CLIs, Ember, mm-hmm. Angular, and React. And then uh, you were also on in March of 2017. I almost said last year, but I never know when people are listening to this. Um, and when you talked about com- contributor days. So if people want to learn more about that, uh, go check that out. So uh, anyway... Um, let's, let's dive in. Let's talk about you. Let's find out where you kind of got into all of this stuff. And then we can move into some of the other things that you're working on now that you've, you've already mentioned. Um, Mm -hmm. first off, how did you get into programming?
1: Well, I mean, you know, back in the, back in the day when I was, I don't know how old I was, but this was back in 2006 or so. Um, you know, I thought I could, Like build websites for people. And so I tried to do that. I was using Adobe. I don't remember what it was, but it was Adobe. So I was basically taking like Photoshop and I was, uh, you know, sticking them on somewhere. And I don't know, it was a side project with a boyfriend at the time. But (laughs) then, you know, then fast forward to, um, you know, a few years ago, I think it was about three years ago, when I actually got into JavaScript. It was because of the Tomster, and he was so cute. And I had this boyfriend who did JavaScript, and I was, you know, I I was doing startup at the time. I was the CEO of a food startup called Dish Crawl, and, um, you know, I decided, okay, you know, I'm never gonna have another time like this. I'm gonna take three weeks off, and I'm just gonna learn JavaScript. And I totally fell in love with it, and I fell in love with the community. So, I really love community. And I think it's so important, like the Angular community, you know, I'm, I'm involved with so many communities and I love them all for so many different reasons and everybody has their different flavor. But like, what is it about the Angular community that is so special that I just feel so welcome and so open and just, you know, like they're my family, you know? And so sort of like I don't know. I can't. I came for the JavaScript kind of, and then the community sort of sucked me in, and it's, it's never been the same since.
0: Yeah, I had a very similar experience with uh, the Ruby and Rails community initially, mm-hmm. and and I found that the Angular community has a lot of those same elements as far as friendly people and approachable. You know, and and all and the community really is, is part of the reason why I, I've stuck around too. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I definitely hear that. So, so it's interesting. Um, just, just talking to you and you know, hearing. Okay, I kind of came in. I was doing web stuff, and then you know, the community kept you around. I mean, what was it for you? What, what was it that made you go? Oh, these are the kind of people I want to be with.
1: I think it was. So I started off in the Ember community, and then. You know, they're awesome and nice and everything like that. But then I knew, you know, you just know people from the Angular community, right? So yeah. who did I know? It was Jeff Cross. Uh we were, you know, we were hanging out and you know, I was doing a bunch of modern web events at the time. Um, and then it was Patrick J. S. And then it was Jules Kramer. Uh-huh. Uh and, and, and a ton of other people, right? Like I knew a ton of other people already. But it was sort of those three people and then some other random people on the internet. And like Jules was, I think, the third person who invited me to NGConf the first, like two years ago when I went to NGConf two years ago. And uh, I was like, okay, I'll go. And then I went and then I just realized how big it was, right? Like when you look at Ember, it's a very small community. There's EmberConf and that's basically it. But then if you go into the Angular world, you're like, whoa. You could literally just go to Angular conferences for the entire year and still be busy. Yeah. And yeah. And so I, you know, as much as as much as I've tried to like be less Angular, I mean Angular is just so big. Like the community is just so big. You just I can't help it. You know, I feel like at least fifty percent of my life is just all Angular, and then I sort of split between like the React and the View, and then you know the other side things that I'm trying like right now I'm trying to play with Docker and containers and Node and like figure out how that integrates with Angular and <laughs> you can never you never stop learning I that's one thing I, I really realize, and I love that like I think the challenge of like I guess JavaScript or development in general just coming from a business background you know what what challenges me is really learning how to write JavaScript and how to create things and you know Yep. I don't know. It's exciting.
0: It is exciting. And and there's, yeah, like you said, I mean, there's there's so much that we can all go and learn and um, so many interesting things to do with this stuff. I mean, I, I keep seeing, you know, for a while there, I thought, oh, well, Angular is just a web technology. And then you go to a conference and you see Uri Shaked pull out some Bluetooth device, you know, that reads his brain waves or something. And you're like, okay, well, you know. There you,
1: you go. There's another thing.
0: Yep. And and the Docker and, you know, build systems and all of the different things that we kind of uh, struggle with is, is, I don't know, a lot of people I talk to seem to struggle with some of these things. And it's like, oh, well, I could learn that better. I could learn this better. And everybody's yeah. kind of working together to get that figured out.
1: Yeah, I sort of having a, I mean, I'm in my early 30s and I'm sort of having this crisis of like, what am I doing with my life? What am I <laughs> going to do next? You know, and you see so many bright shiny things, right? It's like, ooh, I want to do like web VR. What about this AR stuff? What about you know reading brainwaves, like the stuff that Uri and Alex Castillo do? Uh, what about this container world? Ooh, and you know, and then I started going into like databases and, or sorry, uh, data stores is the right word apparently. So it's really funny because like as you mu- as you go through the different technologies, people have the well actuallys for everything, right? Mm-hmm like, you know, you. Uh, lately I've been spending a lot of time in reactive programming, but when I was exploring data stores and stuff like that, like the whole idea of like MySQL versus NoSQL versus like, you know, what's the difference between Cassandra and uh, what, all the other random ones? And my gosh, yeah. I just, you can't even... And even with RxJS, I mean, I'm on the RxJS core team now. And, uh, you know, just like listening i mean i don't write rx like i i'm on the i i lead the learning team basically but like hearing the guys just talk for an hour about uh syntax and how they're going to get this thing and I'm like what syntax they should use i'm like oh my gosh this is so intense
0: yeah why <laughs> <laughs> right so I, I kind of want to go back to, you know, you talking about the community. Was that what drew drew you into Angular or was it something else?
1: It was what drew me into Angular. And it was also because uh, I came from the Ember world and Ember is very like uh convention over configuration. And so when I saw Angular two at the time being developed and them, you know, just starting, you know, they had they had uh they had created an an add-on. I mean, they were basically Mm -hmm. using Ember CLI under the hood for Angular CLI. And so that type of stuff was really exciting to me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, y'all can learn so much. You know, you guys can learn from each other, you know. And I really wanted, uh, like, I was, well, I mean, with the CLI, they were making some decisions. And I was like, don't do it. Like with Webpack, I was really scared that they were just gonna like they ripped everything out just to use Webpack. But then they lost a lot of the things that Ember gave you already, like uh, blueprints, you know, that we're just getting right now in the community, right. or uh, add-ons that you know we still don't really have with Angular CLI. But all in all, it was a great decision. But you know, that's <laughs> what got me excited. I was like, okay, I think I can help. Maybe be a voice here.
0: <laughs> yep. I I remember when uh, Tom and Yehuda created Ember, or mm-hmm. forked it from Sprout Core, or however that worked out, because I know that it was a little bit of both. Um, and yeah, you know, a lot of that convention over configuration came from the work that Yehuda did merging Merb and Rails in Ruby. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was really interesting watching that, and a lot of Rubyists actually went over to um, Ember initially. And then as, you know, React and Angular came out, you know, people have tended to move toward those. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's really, really interesting just to see where we're at now. And yeah, all the collaborations that go on. And like you pointed out, you know, we can go and use a tool that was developed for Ember and it's not the, oh, they're the bad guys and we're the good guys. It's, oh, well, they, they've they already solved this problem. Let's go use that. And then we're going to adapt it for where we think we need to go.
1: Yeah, like somebody the other day said, uh, something about, like, where where were all these learning teams coming from? Thanks, Tracy. You know, because he probably hears me talk about the RxJS learning team. Uh And I was like, well, that actually I stole from Ember and Angular. You know, they have a learning team. So I figured it was good for us to have a learning team with RxJS.
0: Yep. So um, one of the things that I like to ask about, and I'm going to get rather specific with you, I usually just let people say, oh, well, I'm really happy about... This thing that I did, but I, I'm curious. Before we get into, you know, whatever it is you want to talk about, we're going to talk about what I want to talk about. I guess. Um, uh, this dot media. How did that come about?
1: You know, I'm an entrepreneur, so I can't. I can't help it sometimes.
0: <laughs> I, so... I, I definitely understand that.
1: Right? Like, yeah. how many podcasts have you started recently?
0: <laughs> recently, you
1: just, you just keep starting them.
0: Yeah. Well, within the last a uh, couple weeks, two. Yeah. Within the last year, five.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you very much have the same problem as you, right? Like it's just yeah. like you know how to do something and you love to do it, so you just do it, yeah. you know. Um. So, uh, I sold a startup about I t- two or three years ago now, and um, when I sold it, I thought, I mean, you know, you go through that moment where you're like, okay, what am I going to do? I can just mess around for a second. And I did that, but then um, last year. So this dot media and this dot labs, which is the consulting side of what we do, has been around for um, a year now, a year ish now or mm-hmm. so. And we we really launched it January of 2017 because I was just surrounded by you know all my friends were doing JavaScript. Like I'm friends with a lot of core contributors of different yeah. frameworks and libraries. And I was like, well, we should probably be more productive with our lives, you know, and like do something awesome for the world. And that's really where I just thought like, okay, well, let me just, I love to build brands. So I just thought like, okay, let me just do this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, on the lab side, I mean, I don't talk about it as much, but we do have a consulting arm and that stuff excites me because I feel like a lot of large companies are just lost in the wild, like just need help. <laughs> so we do this sort of thing where it's like a pairing as a service type deal where it's like, you know, you can, you know, you can pound on issues for hours and hours and hours and try uh-huh. to figure out, how to you know, how to use things. Or you can just talk to somebody who's probably writing the technology. Right. So that type of stuff is really cool for me because like just being able to, I mean, for me, if I didn't have mentors in my life, I would be, I, I probably wouldn't even be doing development. Mm-hmm. Because I just can't, like the other day I was trying to figure something out in Rx and I spent like five hours on it. And then, you know, I get on the phone with Ben and he's like, here you go. in you know, two or three <laughs> minutes. Yep. I was so pissed. And it was like much, it was like maybe 10% of the code that I had written for my solution. Right. I'm very, very <laughs> mad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. We, we We've already solved that for you. Here it is.
1: Yes, I know. So, yeah, so that's that's really, um, I don't know if that fully answered your question, but that's kind of,
0: I think it of, does. I, and yeah. it's as much an interesting insight into, okay, who is Tracy and what does she do and why does she do it as it is, you know, about, oh, we, you know, we have this uh, awesome group of people that do interesting things out there in the community. So.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very much for me, it's very much about helping people if I yeah. feel like I could people then i'm happy. And if i feel like i'm not helping people, then i kind of feel like i feel like there needs to be a purpose in life. Like we're starting this uh well we've already started at this apprentice program where we're trying to figure out how to get companies to you know all companies and everybody says i want to help the diverse diversity problem, right? Uh-huh. But like how do you right. help the diversity problem? And nobody ever Like, people are just like, hey, how do I help? How do I help? And then usually when you tell them, like, just hire people, you know, then they're like, oh, well, we can't because it doesn't help the business. Like, it doesn't solve our business needs, you know? And so I really, this is like a very long, you know, over the next five years project, but like, can we significantly make a big impact in the development world to try to get more uh, women in tech? And I uh-huh. think with this mentor idea, like, you know, I don't know. I'm ju- I'm just trying to develop something where I can say, all right, this is why you can't hire like, you know, diverse candidates. So I've solved all these problems for you. So now you can hire them.
0: Right. Well, the other thing is, and and this is something I had a good conversation with uh Kim Creighton at uh NG Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of the conversation with her for me anyway, centered around, you know, what, what data do we have and what's going to have the impact? Where are the, the, the problems really, you know, cause a lot of the solutions I talk to people and it's, you know, they talk about solutions that make them feel good and I want solutions that work. And so it's okay, let's, you know, let's have a real conversation about this, you know. Where is this breaking down and where does it make a difference? And then I love seeing efforts like what you're describing where it's, hey, look, you know, we're gonna do this, you know, we we have this this plan. So it's not just an in general, oh well, you know, let let's let's go out there and make people feel good. It's hey, we're gonna go and we're gonna take some real action and here's the result we're planning on seeing.
1: Yeah, I think the I think what people really Heavily underestimate is the impact that they have on the world, you know. um I'll buy that. Yeah, I mean it's it's like you, you know. So let's take a what is it? A, Angular. It was Angular Air, okay. So Angular mm-hmm. Air Kent, very popular, and then all of a sudden JavaScript Air, and then all of a sudden everybody's like, hey, let's do these Air things, right? Yeah. And then like for myself and Ben, we just, uh, we decided this time around for, uh, we do this thing called Rx workshop where we teach RxJS. Um, and it's just, you know, it's an eight hour training, but we decided that we were going to do diversity tickets and, you know, now Michael Jackson from react training is doing diversity tickets Uh and like, who else is going to like, everybody should do diversity tickets, you know, but you know, if you can be a small bit of that and just set examples for, you know, what people can do, then you give them ideas to be able to do them. And I love that.
0: Yeah, I definitely feel that. I mean, I've had I don't even know how many people come to me after they've started a podcast. And so I'm like, hey, you're doing something interesting. Come on one of our shows. And they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, you totally inspired us to do what we're doing. And
1: I I love that.
0: And then the other end of it is, is I get people and they're like, oh, well, I could never do that. And I'm like, what are you waiting for? Permission? Because, uh, you know, I, I, when I started podcasting about programming, I had been programming for a grand total of like a year. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, you know, you can do it. And then I have people come to me and say, this has impacted my career in this way. Or, you know, this has made a huge difference for me, you know, with this or that. And, you know, I, I, just to throw one story out, I had one guy come to me and he basically said I was working construction. I was making like $30,000 a year. He lived in San Francisco, so that he you can't live on that. Um, yeah. And he started listening to JavaScript Jabber and he's like, yeah, more than half the interview questions when I went in to try and get my first job just to see if I was good enough to get the job were things that I learned from your show. And so, again, it's that kind of impact. So if you're wondering about having an impact, just go do it. Go, go yeah. make a video. Go go start a podcast, go write blog posts and, you know, you'll inspire somebody. And, you know, that's a net positive for everybody.
1: Yeah. And don't like, you know, one thing I find that's very interesting about some, some communities uh, is the people at the top. Sometimes people, people, sometimes people ask for permission from people who they perceive to be at the top. Right. And then the people who they perceive to be at the top say, No, or like, oh, well, we do that already, or like have some sort of thing to prevent the person from doing what they want to do. But what I would say to that is, you know, screw them, do what, like do it, do something else, whatever, like don't, don't ask for permission to do something amazing. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if it needs to be corrected for any weird reason, then it'll be corrected fine. But like, you know, I remember one of my friends, he was, okay, actually, this is a great story. I remember this. So I wish I had been a part of this actually, but at the time it wasn't right. So when I was, when food trucks were first coming into the world, uh, in the Bay area, um, this guy owned an ice cream truck. And obviously like ice cream trucks are not as popular as like Korean barbecue trucks. Right. But he was saying, (laughs) (laughs) but he, you know, he came to me and he's like, I have this idea. Why don't we just throw a food truck event. And I was like, well, I mean, how much is each person going to make? It takes a lot of coordination. We have to talk to the city, blah, blah, blah. You know, I had all these, whatever. And he was like, okay. And he went and did it himself. Right. Cause I'm like, how many people will actually come to this thing? Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, well, what 500, how many, you know, over 10,000 people came to the first one and he started his entire business around that. He just started managing food truckers Truck events from that. Wow, crazy, right? And he didn't even do anything, and the city got a little bit mad. But like, so what? They weren't that mad.
0: Yep. (laughs) So true. Yeah, it's the
1: same thing for anything you do, I think.
0: Yep. Well, the other thing is, is you know, what did he do? He organized the events. All the food truck folks showed up and cooked all the food. But the thing is, is he created opportunities for everybody.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And and that's There's a beautiful thing. That's the real power. And then they rewarded him for it. Oh, you you seem to be able to create opportunities for us. Why don't you help us run our businesses? Yep. And and then and then, a, oh, go ahead.
1: Oh no, I'm just saying. And then he has an entire business. Yep. And employees and everything from from an ice cream truck. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing that gets me is with most of this is just that. So the the moral of the story for me is if you help enough people get what they want this is a quote from Zig Ziglar then you know if people will help you get what you want and everybody wins. Absolutely. So is there anything else that you've done in the uh, JavaScript or Angular world that you're particularly proud of? It doesn't have to be anything big, just something that you you're like, "Oh, I did this and it was cool."
1: Um, I tend to get really excited Lately, about um, so I went through this sort of you know how I'm saying, I'm like still trying to find out, figure out what I want to do in life, mm-hmm. so this year, I actually started doing developer relations or saying I do developer relations, so my my background is marketing last year, I was like, no, I just want to do development, and I'll do marketing, let's say for this, not media. But this year, I said, okay, well, what if I just put myself out there and say I'm going to do developer relations? And so I found that passion again in building brands. Um... Last year, I kind of just wanted to code. But this year, I'm like, okay, well, I'm really good at this stuff. Why don't I just put, put myself out there? So yep. lately, I've been actually working with a lot of amazing people and a lot of amazing companies to do developer relations for them. And that's been a really interesting, exciting thing. And what I'm hoping to do is if I can do enough developer relations for people in different communities, I feel like I can really encourage these companies to do like good things for the community,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? and um you know whatever that means but how do you how do you just like you know the more marketing i can do for the more amount of companies the more i can unify the entire world <laughs> that's really <laughs> my goal <laughs> and for good right yep. like we talk we, we talk about this diversity tickets thing like we talk you know there's so many things that i think people are just you know head to the ground building a company but like there's so many things you can do for the community that are going to significantly impact your business, but at the same time, not just that, but just do good for the, you know, do good for the community in general.
0: Yep. Well, and again, you know, it's, it's kind of that uh, whole idea behind, you know, you create these opportunities and then, and then it pays off. I mean, you know, if, if these companies get involved in the technology that they're using, then it takes a burden off of some of the maintainers. It helps the community grow. And we all wind up with better technology, which helps them make better stuff, saves them time, saves them effort, you know, with their folks um, doing whatever it is they're doing. And again, you know, it's this big net positive effect.
1: Yeah. Another thing we actually finally just launched is the RxJS docs. So we have this version of the beta docs. It's rxjsdocs.com. And um, one uh, so this is another example of just like waiting for permission, right? I was like, okay, guys, let's do it. All right, let's find a lead. Like, who can I encourage to take on this initiative? And nobody, nobody just, you know, false starts all over the place, mm-hmm. much like open source. So all I did was spin up an Angular app with the Angular CLI, stick Angular material in there and be like, okay, come, <laughs> you know? Yep. And then all of a sudden, now we have a really amazing learning team. And finally, we launched it. And, you know, the guys on the RxJS core team always had these excuses like, well, but it needs to be generated from the source code. Well, we need to do this. Like, well, we need to figure out like how to not have it. Like, how do we do this like mono repo thing? And by me just just doing it and by all the learning team now just working on it, now they're like, okay, I guess we actually need to pay attention. I guess we actually need to solve these problems. And now the Angular team, Pete Bacon Darwin just um uh did sort of like a uh like a an MVP of like a proof of concept for us having the RXJS docs uh basically forking the Angular.io aside
0: mm-hmm.
1: and having it be the RXJS docs. So, you know, now things are moving over there, but like you know, it would have happened if somebody just didn't take the first step, you know, to improving that.
0: Yeah, that's definitely true. And you see this, I, I I don't think people realize how frequently this happens. When I was a freelancer, a lot of times they just wanted me to build it, right? That's what I kept getting told, just build it. And what it turned out was, uh, or the way that things worked out usually was, oh, okay. Um, we wanted you to just build it, but we didn't actually know what we wanted until we saw it. And so just by getting a little bit of momentum, it was enough for them to look at it and say, actually, we want this. And mm-hmm. and just having that initial bit of inertia behind the project, it 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 sets things up for everything else. So even if it's not perfect, people can start turning it into what, what they actually need.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And it sounds like that's what happened there. Oh, we have these... Uh, Uh, rxjs docs out here now and they're not perfect so we're going to tweak them until they get better and better and better and then eventually we get something that really works well for everybody
1: yeah and it's not perfect it's not nothing is ever perfect i mean you can completely screw up but like if you completely screw up people are gonna be like oh god oh god let me help you
0: Yep. (laughs) boy story of my life right
1: (laughs) Well, I hope you have some help on these podcasts. My goodness!
0: Yeah, I've I've been hiring people to help me out, and things are definitely uh, mo- starting to really gain momentum here. So, yeah.
1: Oh, that's great! I'm so happy. I love. I just love everything you do. So, oh, thanks. I'm always like, you have to be on JavaScript Jabber or any of these things that Chuck does. <laughs>
0: so. I appreciate that. I mean, for the most part, it's you know, it's it's an effort to help people out, and so yeah. absolutely. And the other thing is, is uh, I have people, you know, they come to me and they're like, you know, you said a whole bunch of nice things about such and such, which is a, a competitor of yours. And I'm like, I don't have competitors you know? <laughs> because, I mean, if somebody goes and listens to JavaScript Jabber, that means that they have the rest of their week to listen to everybody else. Right. And so, you know, uh, unless they're just really strapped for listening time, I'm not really competing with anybody. So the more stuff that we have out there, that's what people need, the better.
1: Yeah. I think a lot, a lot of people always ask me this. I think community, when you focus on community, you love community. People are always like, what's your, what's your real goal? Yeah. Why are you doing, you know, they're a little suspicious. And sometimes I just have to like, because it helps people. Cause that's what I like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but we're very fortunate to be able to do that and have the freedom to do that. I think a lot of people, don't get the opportunity that we get to do that. So,
0: yeah. Well, and I get some people and they're saying, are you just in this for the sponsorship money? And I'm like, no, the sponsorships money is what lets me keep doing this.
1: Yes, absolutely. That too. <laughs> and
0: so, yeah. It, you know, it's, it's a little bit turned around and I do go out of my way to make the sponsors happy, but you know, it's so that I can keep making shows and keep helping mm-hmm. more, more communities. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I hear, I hear what you're saying. Cause I feel it. <laughs> All right. So uh, what are you working on now? You mentioned some contributor days and things like that. Um, do you want to just explain briefly what, what each of those projects are and then tell people how they can go find out more about them if there's something going on or that they can participate in?
1: For sure. So anytime you have any questions about the stuff that we're doing or have ideas, you can always follow us at this.media. So it's this D-O-T media. Um, or you can follow me on Twitter at Lady Leet. Currently, uh, March 29th, uh, I told you, so we always have these, like, this.javascript has state of et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. So we have our first uh, state of WebAssembly happening on March 29th. And that is going to be awesome because it brings together a lot of the core people that are working on the WebAssembly technology. And so if you just want to sit in, hear the latest updates and figure out how to get involved, it's, a, it's an event that happens online. Um, in addition to that, we have contributor days at contributordays.com. Anybody can attend those. Um, it's an online event, but it's really a place and a platform where core contributors and core teams can uh like achieve whatever initiative that they want with the community. Mm-hmm. Right. So the Chrome team really wants to get the voices of just real developers. Like, her, you know, they want to hear them because all they hear is people who are noisiest on Twitter, like uh, framework authors, <laughs> right? Yep. So they're really trying to do things like that. Um, what other exciting things are we working on? Um, I think for, you know, really trying to find more leads for the RxJS learning team. Right. And and part of that is we're really trying to right now, the core team is very small. So we have my, you know, people who are actively involved are like myself, uh, Ben Lesh, OJ Kwan and uh, David Driscoll and Jay Phelps as well. Uh, And, you know, it's really hard to contribute to RxJS because you need so much context for some of the stuff that's going on. And so by contributing to the docs and just submitting a few PRs, which you're welcome to do, it's one of the easiest open source projects I've ever contributed to. um, You're going to start getting more context into like what RxJS is, how it works, and then actually be able to hopefully make significant contributions and actually join the core team. But, you know, it's kind of baby steps there. So, and then I'm always trying to find other opportunities for, um, for women in tech, like, if, you're, if you want to hire a woman in tech, if you need ideas, if you are a female in tech, how do I help either hire for you, uh, find people, you know, I have a huge list of, of women in tech who need jobs. But at the same time, like women, you know, women who are graduating from boot camps or anything like that, or who even want to mentor, like, you know, the more people I have telling me, hey, I want to do this, the easier it is for me to like create something, right? I need the Play-Doh. Yep. <laughs> so I can mold something into, to be something awesome.
0: I, I mean, all of this stuff is so interesting and yeah, I mean, I just, I really admire the folks who are out there, you know, in the trenches day in and day out, you know, trying to make a difference on this stuff. So, you know, thank you for everything you do for the community, just, I guess from everybody and I'll just say it on behalf of everybody, but also, um, yeah, you know, go check out this dot media and see what they've got going on. And, uh, yeah, just figure out you know where you can contribute or where you can get help, because uh, they're out there for both. Also, one other point I'll make on the um, documentation thing: most developers that I know, even the ones that are writing some of these frameworks and libraries, they're not so big or good at the um, at at the documentation into things. And so, you know, if you come in and do that. That's something they don't want to do. And so they really appreciate that. And that helps everybody out. So,
1: Absolutely. I, the guys do never want to write the docs. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, well, and it's normal, right? I mean, I like writing code. I don't really like writing docs. So, mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. All right. Well, uh, do you have some picks for us? Do you run your own freelance business? Or maybe you're thinking about picking up some business on the side. Well, then you need FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the quickest and easiest way to get invoices out to your clients. It's easy to use. It works anywhere, available from any device, uh, on the desktop, iPhone, iPad, Android, and all of your data is backed up and secure. And it makes it really easy to get organized and get paid. You'll be tracking time, logging expenses, and invoicing your clients in no time. You can also save time billing, go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Some things you want to shout out about?
1: Um, Yeah. So my friend Ben Lesh bought these amazing mermaid brushes, then w- of which I bought. Uh-huh. So if you go on amazon.com and you Google like, or you Amazon Google, I guess, uh, mermaid mermaid tail rainbow makeup brushes, there's mermaid tail rainbow makeup brushes out there in the world, and they are the most amazing thing ever. That's a good one.
0: I've got to look these up. That, that sounds like something that my uh, 10-year-old would love.
1: Yeah, he bought it for his 11-year-old, so, you know. <laughs> um, what else is really exciting? Oh, yeah, for women who like beauty, so if you've been wondering which beauty box to buy, um, I went on this crazy rampage and found all I researched all the beauty boxes. And if you're the type of girl that doesn't like to wear a lot of makeup, that's kind of like me. This this box called Beauty Fix. Um it's $24, $25, something like that, but they only give you serums and lotions. So, if you if you don't need like 10 million mascaras and eyeshadows, I highly recommend Beauty Fix to subscribe to. And they also give you all the high end products, like all the, all the awesome, you know, French beauty products that you, you see, I don't know where you see them. Cause I'm not anyways, the internet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Um, very cool. Well, I'm going to do a couple of shout outs here. Uh, first of all, um, coming up pretty soon. And the theme for ng conf is the ready player one movie. And I I just loved the book. So I keep picking it because I'm excited about the movie. But uh, totally loved it, and uh, I'm going to pick that. And then another one that I'm going to pick, and this is just something that I... So so if you're an entrepreneur, one thing you'll figure out pretty fast, or maybe not, I guess, but uh, one thing I figured out pretty fast was that um, as time went on, I, I would get burned out or I'd get tired and I just need a break. And one of the things that I do for a break is I go to uh, Bad Lip Reading, I think it's called on YouTube, which is so flipping funny. They so they uh, if you, if there's a politician you like or don't like or movie scenes, they do them all. And basically, they go in and they um, they do bad lip reading. So it um, they'll they'll say something that's kind of close to whatever the the person speaking is saying, and then they'll uh, dub over the top of it. And so, you know, if, if you're kind of lazily watching it, it looks like they're actually saying these outrageous things, which is just funny, funny. funny. So anyway, uh, I'm going to pick that. Um, and yeah, uh, Tracy, you, you mentioned on Twitter where to find you and things like that. Any other places that people should go? I don't know if you have a blog out there that people read or anything like that.
1: Um, I have a medium. It's at Lady Leet as well. So you can basically find me everywhere. Lady Leet. LadyLee.com. I'm keynoting a ton of conferences this year uh, on reactive programming and RxJS. So that should be fun. Hope to see. I'll be at React Amsterdam, uh, Chain React. I'll be at NGConf. So NGConf is one of my favorite conferences, so definitely check that out. Um, And I'm sad. We didn't even talk at NG Atlanta. We didn't. Did we?
0: No, we didn't. We did. Yeah,
1: I know. What what? How <laughs> is that even possible? <laughs> so we'll yeah. have to catch up at NGCOM.
0: Definitely. Well, at NG Atlanta, I was interviewing all the speakers.
1: Oh, so, okay. So
0: I was hiding in a room in the back pretty much the whole time.
1: Oh, that makes sense. So, okay, that's live why. Yeah.
0: Yep. In fact, if you want to go check out those videos, you can go to YouTube. Um, it's devchat.tv slash YouTube, and then just pick the NG Atlanta interviews. Um playlist. And uh, I'm still putting them up because I went over there thinking, oh, I'll interview like four or five people. And I wound up interviewing like 20 or 30 people. And so mm-hmm. so I'm still getting those out. Um, but yeah, we we had a ton of just really interesting conversations with the speakers and uh, other people that I ran into there. And I'm like, hey, I know you. You're an expert in this thing. Let's go talk. And so uh, some of them aren't speakers from the conference. I had like Mike Hardington and uh, Sam julien, who does uh upgrading from AngularJS.com, dot com and mm-hmm. you know a bunch of other folks so uh definitely go check that out if you kinda want uh some of them were sort of uh recaps of the talks, and some of them were you know this is all of the stuff that I didn't get to put in my talk mm-hmm. and so you know just interesting conversations you'll kind of get a mix there, but yeah um that's what i was doing and so yeah I, the whole the whole day like the the days of the conference, I was just sitting in there talking to the speakers so.
1: Yeah, we, we're we actually about to release this on This.Media's YouTube. We put together, we interviewed a few speakers as well. Um, and all we did was talk about uh, diversity in uh-huh. tech. So we, we put together this really cool compilation about um, diversity in tech. So I haven't watched it yet, but I'm assuming I'm going to watch it and approve it this week.
0: <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to pull together uh, some kind of open discussion with a handful of people about diversity in tech. The only issue is is that I, I get really frustrated when people start throwing rocks at each other verbally. And so, right. you know, I want to be able to bring people in who are skeptical of some of the movements in diversity in tech and some of the people who are very gung-ho about it. But I want it to be a very civil conversation. I haven't quite figured out how I would moderate that. So.
1: Yeah, actually it was really interesting because we did um we were one of the sponsors of NG Atlanta and we did a video of like, you know, one of the questions was, What do you love most about NG Atlanta? And every single person we interviewed said the people. Yep. And we were like, Did they coordinate that? Nobody coordinated it, right? But that was the thing that came out of everyone's mouth.
0: So <laughs> Yeah, everybody was really friendly and the talks were top notch. I mean, it was a terrific conference. So. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for coming. I'm probably going to start pulling together things for um, Angular Dev Summit. So if you're interested in that, that'll be in the fall. Um, You can go to AngularDevSummit.com. And uh, we'll wrap this up. We'll catch everyone next week. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by CashFly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with CashFly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y.com to learn more.